Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening, Razorback fans. I want to welcome you to the weekly women's sports report presented to you by Fordham Lee Distillery in Middleton, Maryland, and powered by Hot Works in Springdale, as well as Bet Online that features live game betting, free contests, live scores for any sport or game imaginable, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. So head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use your promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. And tonight, we are honored to have Danielle Musselman join the show. We uh, had you on when you were first getting your your, your feet set in Arkansas and and just uh, talk about your broadcasting days. So, again, appreciate you coming on tonight and, and, and talking some women's sports and Another thing is all your charitable work you do, and we'll get into that as well. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be on. So like we, we talked before we recorded, and I'd seen that, you know, we were at a basketball game, and you had your, your pink uh, or purple um, suit on, and it just made me get to thinking that I wanted to start having – do more for charitable work, not just what we've done for the women's programs at Arkansas, but what better person to have on than – I mean, you're an ambassador in Northwest Arkansas for all the things you've done. You've got your feet set in Arkansas, and then it's like you hit the ground running. And so I guess just talk about really the, the things that you've been able to accomplish in Arkansas since you've been here and, and what organizations and committees you've been a part of. Um, oh, my goodness. Where shall I begin? Um, it was really cool. I got a phone call from the um, the late Cameron Smith, uh, who was working with the Cancer Challenge when I was still in Reno. And he said, hey, we've got this event coming up. I know that you're heavily involved in cancer and cancer research and different things. And um, so literally, I think I was here. I wasn't even moved into our house and I um, got a chance to go to that event. And honestly, it's just kind of grown from there. Some things have carried over from Reno where we lived. I was on the Make-A-Wish Foundation board there and I was able to then join the Make-A-Wish um, Mid-South Region board. So I'm right now I'm, I'm the market chair for them. And um, that's been really exciting. My passion really is cancer. My mom's a breast cancer survivor. She lost both of her parents to cancer. Um, and really, who doesn't have uh, a cancer story where they've been touched or someone that they know and love has been touched? And so that really just kind of started out small. Our first year here, I had an event um, at my home. The Pat Walker Foundation came in and sponsored and helped me curate an invite list. Um, and the National American Cancer Society Board really looked at us and looked at what I did and saw my passion and said, you know what, we really want to raise some money and bring a presence back to Northwest Arkansas. So um, they hired a staff member to work with me here. And that's how the Suits and Sneakers Gala was created. Um, we've now had two and we're working on our third year. We've raised close to a million dollars in those two years, which is it's unbelievable. And um, it just speaks volumes about the support of the state. Um, so that, that's my big project that I work on. Um, I'm also on the board at the UAMS Cancer Institute, and I'm on the board here in Fayetteville, um, with New Beginnings, which is a transitional housing community. I had no idea that there was a homeless 
issue in Northwest Arkansas and some good friends of mine kind of exposed me to that and exposed me to this project that's doing something to help. Um, so I'm uh, a part of that. I'm, I'm also on the committee for the Color of Hope Gala um, with Children's Hospital. Uh, we've had staff members I brought that have greatly used Children's Hospital. I've had to take my own daughter there for, you know, an MRI. And it's so wonderful to know that it's here because it, it, it's rather new. It hasn't been here that long. And um, the way I understood it, kids had to go to Little Rock all the time. So yes. um, I've got my hands in a lot of things, <laughs> but I'm, I feel fortunate that I'm able to help. And you, you talked about your stuff with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and we see it on TV. And you know, I've always wanted to kind of be a part of something that big. Just what is it like to go be behind the scenes and really be a part of changing these kids' lives and being able to give them something that they they will never, ever get to experience or witness or, or, or be a part of? And also just a lot of people focus on the kids, but, you know, you, you look at the parents and – I think that's just as touching as it is the kids because it's like one day they get to be normal and we'll, we'll go into more of that later on with, with, with what I deal with and my son. But yeah, it, it's as a parent, it just, it means a lot different that you get to see that kid smile yes. knowing what y'all have all been through together as a family. Yeah. Well, Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, I think a lot a lot of people don't quite understand exactly what it is that they do. Um, they think that um, it's only for terminal kids, which it is not at all. Most of our Make-A-Wish kids go on to lead long, healthy lives and um, has nothing to do with your financial background. It's about someone coming in and doing something for your family. Because if you have, if you're a parent and you have a child that is sick, it affects your entire family. You know what I mean? From siblings to moms and dads and everything. And so it's not about, you know, could you afford a vacation or could you avoid afford a, a playhouse or anything like that? It's about someone coming in and doing something for you, for your child and for your family. And really for these kids, doctors have gone on record and said that it is a form of treatment and they see greater outcomes in kids that have been granted wishes. So that's um, really, really cool. And it's something I like, to expose my daughter to and she's come with me on so many of the uh wish granting trips that i've gone on and as a mom i would love for my daughter to also get involved in philanthropy whenever she's older or even you know starting at her age but it's not something that you want to pound into your kid like this is what you need to be doing you need to be helping other people i like to just try to lead by example and that's one way i mean it involves kids she can go out and she can see um, some of the good that we're doing in the community and she really enjoys it and that's one of the main things that i've, I've had neighbors and friends kind of say hey tell me about make-a-wish and i've um i've had so many of them choose to then get involved. So it, it's an amazing organization. And, and with my son, you know, we found out when he was two that, you know, he had autism. It was a form of autism. It was speech apraxia where he could understand you, but he couldn't verbalize. And we went to the Schmeeding Center there in, in Lowell and got him diagnosed. So, yeah, I totally understand the whole – it affects your whole family because they deal with that. Mm -hmm. He'll deal with that the rest of his life. And – you know, getting to see those moments, like he, he was in seventh grade this year and he was the uh, equipment manager for the whole team and his teammates went to his coach and said that he, they wanted him to score a touchdown this year. They wanted to run the ball. Well, <coughs> we played uh, Elkins where they go to school at Ozark and they let him suit up and 
and score a touchdown for the team. And I'm telling you that you see it on TV, but, but when it hits Excuse you me. personally, you see it live. You see the crowd, and it's for him and the joy he had. I'm doing everything I can right now. It happened four months ago not to get emotional thinking about it because it means a lot. So I really heavily want to get involved in those things because I know what it means to my family and what I've been able to. So I can only imagine what it means to others when they get to experience those things. No, it, it's, I've had so many parents say, you know, it was my best moment with, with my child. It, it's really incredible. And another thing with sports and, and putting those two things together, you know, sports always finds a way to heal to bring people together. We can go way back to, you think about 9-11 when that happened. And one of the biggest things I remember is when President Bush threw out that first pitch in the World Series and how it brought the whole stadium together. So I love how sports and intertwine, like what you do with your suits and sneakers. You bring sports into a, a gala like that and how that's been able to be embraced and really bring people together from all sorts of walks of life. Yeah, it's really from all over the state. You know what I mean? It, it's something that's really cool. And it, it's, um, it's, it's easy when you get this group and you're all, you might have all of these different backgrounds and you come from different places and, you know, all different type of family situations and, and everything, but you can all kind of unite and, and cheer for one thing. It's really cool. And, and I don't know if you see the shirt I'm wearing on tonight, sideline cancer that the, there's a basketball tournament during the summer. It's called the the basketball tournament where you get all these teams together and call, former college players, former NBA players. But I've seen since 2014, there's so many teams that get like sideline cancer. They form for, you know, ALS and sideline cancer, autism. I mean, uh, there's even one for mental awareness. I mean, so you get somebody on the big screen like ESPN and you're playing for a cause. I mean, there, there's teams like I think Sideline Cancer made it to the finals and they raised like $500,000 for their charity and their, you know, their, the person who started it, her husband died of pancreatic cancer. And it's just a movement. So that's another thing when people give back and the joy that you see what it means to those who work their tail off to put this stuff together. It's a 24-7 job. So people like you and – the people out there with sideline cancer, autism awareness, and Make-A-Wish, you know, I tip my cap to them because I know how much hard work and uh, emotions, you know, it, it's hard not to go, do something like what you do and then try to compartmentalize that and not take that home with you. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But I mean, whenever you were just talking about the, you know, the different teams and all that, I kind of, that's, when you have a platform that you can do good, you know what I mean? And that's the same thing with those teams. They, they get that big opportunity to be seen on national television. And I feel um, for myself, my husband's job gives me a platform. Um, I just, I want to do good with it. You know what I mean? It's like, who knows how long this will last, how many games we're able to win. But while we have that going, I, I just want to try to turn it into something good. And in your time in Arkansas and the, the three to four years you've been here, just talk about just how y'all have been welcomed, embraced. And did you see yourself here three, four years ago, just how much you've been able to do? And just like you said, your neighbors and people coming up to you wanting to help out, wanting to know more about that. Did you 
see this being as successful as what it was three, four years ago? Oh, no, no, it's beyond. It honestly is so far beyond um, my wildest dreams. And now I look at our suits and sneakers, Gala, and I can't believe I'm saying that my goal is to make it a million dollar event. Um, and I can't, I, I can't, I had never thought that that was even possible. Like I said, it started with just, um, you know, 60, 70 people coming over to my home. So to think that that's going to be a reality, I believe in the next few years completely blows my mind. Um, but what's special here is that, you know, the university of Arkansas is the only major power five school in the state. You know what I mean? There's no, when we were at the University of Nevada, there was UNLV, so the state's kind of split. And then, you know, they have a professional uh, football team. There's no professional football team. You know what I mean? No professional sports, no other major BCS college. So people all around the state cheer for the Razorbacks. And that's just, that's really unique of Arkansas. And um, so it's, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by what I've been able to do in Northwest Arkansas, but um, the amount of times I've been able to get in Little Rock and get involved in something there. Um, I went down to Magnolia, where my dad was actually born and raised, and was able to attend and speak for a boys and girls club event. I'm heading to El Dorado later this week to uh, speak at a heart event. So that is what blows my mind, and I, I've never been able to do anything like that before. And it just shows you. Um, gosh, the power of the Razorbacks across the entire state of Arkansas. And we'll transition over to, you know, what this podcast, this show's about. And that's that's the women's programs at Arkansas. And I kind of wanted to, you know, bring that into what you do. How, how much has that impacted your success and being able to, you know, it's not just you go to these schools and they're a football school or they're a basketball school. There's success year-round. And when people are happy year-round, they want to give year round. So it's like, how is the rise of, and you being, you know, a woman in sports and, and being that one of those pioneers, what has you've seen the effect in the time you've been in Arkansas and people seeing what Courtney Dyfel and coach neighbors and coach Hale, how has that really impacted your drive to what you're wanting to do? Oh, it's incredible. And, um, you know, our athletic director, Hunter Yurichek, really preaches family, and that's a reality. Like, it's not just a word that we wear on our shirt, and um, that means for us going to soccer games, going to softball games, going to track meets, um, and doing all of the things, and um, whenever those teams are successful and so exciting to watch, going to, gosh, how can I forget gymnastics? Um and knowing those coaches, you know what I mean? And having friendships on a personal level and really pulling for them. It just, it, it's one of the reasons why the university of Arkansas is so special to be honest. Um, and just, gosh, they, they set the bar so high. It puts the pressure on us. <laughs> we're like, we're trying to keep up with those teams. Um, so no, it's just, it's incredible. And I think you mentioned it really keeps the energy going year round. And it's like, as soon as we're wrapping up, then we've got the opportunity to get it, you know, get over here and go and watch this team. And, you know, through the summer, then we're watching this team. It, it just makes it a fun environment. And I think it keeps everybody in the state excited about everything Razorback. And just, I guess we'll wrap it up with this. So you talked about your big suits and sneakers gala. I mean, really talk about when it is, you know, when's the next one? I know you just had one, but, and then how can people find where to donate, find to get involved to where they can help and, and, and be a part of this? 
Yeah, so um, October 13th is is our going to be our third Suits and Sneakers Gala. I'm really excited because we're shifting the focus. We focus on pediatric cancer the last two years, and now we're going to move to breast cancer. Um, and so I think that's going to hit a lot of people differently. Um, excited about that. You can always find out updates on either our Facebook page, which is Suits and Sneakers AR, or, or we have an Instagram page, Suits at Suits and Sneakers AR. And um, updates, you can message us. Um, um, you can find out more information, all of that right there. And, and does that kind of give you an excuse, you and coach, an excuse to make sure you're on top of your game on the on the, on the sneaker game? <laughs> excuse, I know. Oh, yeah. It was just some excuse to buy two more pairs of shoes. And I know neither myself or coach has pink shoes in, in the – uh, in the collection, so we're definitely going to be in the market for something. I coming. think I've seen a coach neighbors. He he had a he had a pair on the uh, yesterday at the, at the game on Sunday. So I'm sure y'all can find some. But Danielle, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and sharing. You know what you do for Northwest Arkansas, and and again, whatever we can do as a podcast with our platform to help bring awareness to whatever y'all have going on. We are more than happy to be involved and, and help really drive it and give back to the community because if it wasn't for our fans and the Razorback fans, we would have, we wouldn't have a platform. So uh, I think we really want to get involved and really help out in any way possible. I appreciate that. I will, I'll keep you in the loop. That's for sure. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much and you have a great evening. You too. Well, that was Daniel Musselman. Uh, just amazing conversation, amazing way that she has really, you want to talk about making the most of being able to come into Arkansas and give back and in so many ways, not just one thing and to see these things grow. She just said a million dollar event. And I know with Northwest Arkansas and the amount of corporations, I mean, it, it, it's easy to say that, hey, let, let's give back. So, you can watch this, replay this, catch it online. Uh, to any ways you can help um, to, for the Suits and Sinkers Gala, uh, we're going to do more as a podcast to try to get involved. But we're going to take a quick commercial break. After the break, we're going to come back and we're going to recap. Uh, the, again, this is the, the first hour show presented to you by Fordham Lee Distillery Bet Online, which is powered by Hotworks out of Springdale. We'll come back and jump right into the women's sports and talk about our special giveaway we have that includes hot works in springdale right after the break shelby taylor trucking serves all your timberland needs in south central arkansas with over 50 years in the industry shelby taylor trucking has established themselves as trustworthy leaders in the industry from planting to harvesting to hauling your timber shelby taylor trucking is ready to serve you Follow them on all social media platforms at Shelby Taylor Trucking. Learn more by visiting their website at staylortrucking.com. That's staylortrucking.com. McCoy Tiger Drug Store of Sheridan, Arkansas has been the top pharmacy in all of South Central Arkansas since 1895. They were also the 2020 Good Neighbor Pharmacy of the Year. They not only fix you up with your prescription with timely and friendly service, but also an elite gift shop. All your OTC needs, baby and wedding registries, tuxedo rentals, and much more. They're located at 821 North Rock Street in Sheridan. Give them a call today at 870-942-5121. And welcome back to the Hog Talk Podcast. Again, like we announced last week, we have a new sponsor to the, the 30 extra 30-minute 30 show of 
the Hog Talk Podcast, the weekly women's sports report, and it is the Hot Works Studio in Springdale. It's located in Harbor Meadows on Sunset Avenue next to the First Western Bank and across from the Seven Brew. Uh, I've been there a couple of times, and I'll tell you what. I mean, they have these the spin bikes and, and the rowers. They also have Pilates and bands, and you're working out in a sauna. I know that does not sound too appealing to, to those out there, but I'm telling you, I was skeptical. I went in there. I'm going in there probably three, four days a week now, too, and I'm, it, it's a burn. I mean, it's set on 125, 130, and – you're in there on the rower. You're in there on the bike. So, I mean, it's a good time. Be sure to go in there. Stop into the one on Sunset Avenue. Talk to Lily. She'll get you signed up. Uh, be sure to tell them that we sent you. Uh, and I'll tell you what. We're giving away a prize package of some goodies. And I had to sneak away to get the goodies. But we're giving away this prize package right here. It's... Got a one-month free membership to Hotworks in Springdale. You've got a towel, and you're going to have a mat, and just some things that go along with it. So you have to go into the location. You tell them that we sent you. You go in there, and as well as that, there is a $25 gift certificate to the Harbor Nutrition, which is the um, Herbalife Shake Shop right down the street. So... Again, special thank you to Hotworks. We're really trying to um, get more health-minded um, people involved in this because I'm me myself. It, it's, it's personal, but yet using my platform to go on this venture of where I'm going to start going into these businesses, help promote people, get involved in the the charitable organizations that you know, Daniel Musselman was talking about. So we're really excited to be partnered up with them. But please be sure to go in there and talk to them. Get your free session. See what you think. Sign up. And, again, like I said, tell them, tell them the guys at the Hog Talk sent you. And I, I guarantee you it's going to be an experience that uh, that you, you'll you get hooked. I mean, it's for guys. Girls, they even have a workout place back there. You don't have to go into the sauna. They have a gym back there with – some free weights or some dumbbells and some cable weights. So it's, again, like I said, it's on Sunset and Harbor Meadows. But we'll jump right into the week that was the women's sports. And, again, the main reason why I wanted to expand this to an hour is because we've really been having guests on and then not really doing a recap of what's been going on. And, and with softball kicking off, basketball season winding down to the SEC tournament, which, again, um, I don't know if we've mentioned or not. We will be there in Greenville, South Carolina on hand for the SEC Women's Tournament. I'm going to partner up with Pig Trail Nation and, and bring you content for the podcast, and I will be bringing you content and sending it to Pig Trail Nation. I really want to thank Alyssa Orange for allowing me the opportunity to head to Greenville and, and be a part of the Women's Basketball Tournament. And, you know, it, it's been a rough kind of go for this season – um, you know, they hit a big, big patch where just went on a losing streak, just kind of lost their funk. And, and, you know, playing LSU and South Carolina back-to-back, I don't think if you've seen that game and just how South Carolina dominated LSU, but it was at South Carolina. But, you know, you lose to LSU by three, and then you get – I mean, just – I mean, you have to – 
give it to South Carolina. They're the best team in the country. When you beat the number one, three team in the country by 20, you know, the, I know it was a big loss. It was a bad loss for Arkansas, 92-46, but it just caused a – I wouldn't say a downward spiral. It just got them in a funk, and, and they lost four in a row, beat Auburn 54-51, heartbreaking loss at Vanderbilt, 78-70, to but really, really bounced back. Um, yesterday against Missouri, 61 to 33 over um, Missouri. And for this team to be in this spot, they were picked fourth in the conference. And just to hit that downward spiral, they're, they're still sitting, you know, right there, 500 in the SEC. So, I mean, it's the, the really, really good thing about this is the fact that the season. And the seeding in the SEC Women's Tournament is far from over. I mean, it, it really is. Um, they are sitting at 19-8 and eight overall, 6-6 six and six in the conference. And if you bring up the standings, um, they are sitting at – they're right behind Mississippi State. Mississippi State 7-5. Alabama's 8-4. Ole Miss is 8-3. Tennessee, which they play on Thursdays, 10 and 2. So, I mean, Thursday's game is going to be very important to really, when you get your mojo back, you want to keep it rolling. And Coach Neighbors was talking about peaking too soon, peaking too soon. And, you know, there was probably some things going on that we, we didn't realize. And, and that's just the nature of college basketball. That's the nature of. We're dealing with the transfer portal. We're dealing with kids, you know, staying, and you're trying to mesh a whole new team together. The team that's used to playing a certain way comes and plays a difference. You know, and this is not throwing any names, nothing. I don't don't know that much about it. But to hit that lull and to bounce back, and Michaela Daniels basically pretty much when was asked about, you know, what was the changes what, what was the biggest changes that Coach Neighbors said after that loss? And, you know, she said something that really stuck out to me was saying that that's our, our thing. I won't go into specifics because that's ours. And, you know, that's a sign of a true leader, somebody who's been here four years. You know, we've watched her. We've covered her since she was a freshman and dropping 30 points as a freshman. So for them to come out – Chrissy Carr, big game. Five for seven, had 18 points. I mean, the the team, they just looked like they were ready to be there on defense, had a hand in their face. And and what we asked after the after the uh, the post-game press conference was, you know, just the issues of the other team's guards were really able to get in and, and score at will. Now they were able to hold uh, Missouri to one for 15 from the three-point line, did not have a single person – for Missouri in double digits. And I know, you know, Missouri isn't the best team. I mean, they're right down there at ninth, you know, at four and eight. I mean, they're not the worst team, but you got beat by the worst team. <laughs> um, but so, yet, yeah, I mean, Texas A&M's one and 11, Vanderbilt's two and 10. So, <clears throat> but Missouri, Arkansas's beat them nine times in a row. That is one of them reset wins. I'm, I'm not saying they're ready to go on a 5-0 run and win five in a row or whatever, but I know that that was, you know, we'll talk about getting your team chemistry back, giving your belief back that you can win. Chrissy Carr after the game said, we've always been the same team, 
we're just we just haven't been shooting well. We haven't been doing certain things well. So hopefully, this game on Thursday night in Bud Walton Arena, you're playing against Tennessee. Kelly Harper has done an amazing job, and that's a, what a lot of these people do not realize when we're talking about the SEC. You do not realize how hard it is to win in this league. You've got LSU at eleven and one, South Carolina twelve and zero, Tennessee's ten and two, Ole Miss, which you had that game won at halftime, and you let them come back. They're at eight and three. Alabama's eight and four, Mississippi State seven and five. So the depth of this team and the depth, other I mean, other than South Carolina being, you know, level one, LSU's level two, and then you got the rest of the SEC right there. It's a tough league. And then when you have to play at LSU, at South Carolina, you got Tennessee, you're playing Ole Miss, which you know with Alana and uh, Marquisha going to Ole Miss. Marquisha came back and had a heck of a game, being a Springdale kid on a mission. You know, Coach Joe's done a great job there at Ole Miss. So, and then, of course, you've seen what Shea Raff's done at Vanderbilt. I mean, one of my personal favorite players, you, right behind me you see the UConn. She played for that team, played for Geno. So when you play for the best, you're going to have that same dog in you when you are coaching. And she's kind of – I told Christina Long of the Southwest Times that I think Vanderbilt this year is last year's Auburn. Just you're trying to get your new coaching staff. And I want to say getting to meet them after the Vanderbilt game and talking to that coaching staff, an amazing bunch of people who believe in their program. And I'm not – and that, that's not sugarcoating it. They really believe in their program. And, and that's hard to do at a place like Vanderbilt. You're not a Tennessee. You're not a South Carolina. You're not an Arkansas. You're not a Stanford. You're, you're going into Vanderbilt, which other than baseball, you know, that's really not seen as a school that cares about anything other than their academics and their baseball team. But for you to get to go into Vanderbilt and, and care about the program and try to you know, build that program up. I mean, yeah, they're two and ten in the SEC, but they're you know in the eleven, fifteen, and overall. But you know, they've <laughs> upset some teams. They've beat some teams. So the last five games of the season is going to be tough because we've seen where they've been, and we see where they need to go. Um, you want to do your best to. I I, I think. Top four in the in the conference is, is a lot to ask. I mean, because you know you're sitting at Ole Miss is sitting at eight and three, and, and then that fourth spot you're sitting at six and six. So I think there's going to be there would be a lot of things that would happen to unfold for that to go down. But the good thing is you still you know end up you go on a little bit of a run, you win some of these games, and you end up getting that fifth, sixth seed. The bracket has not officially come out on, on when the games are, but you're looking more likely than Arkansas is going to play on a Thursday. I mean, that's just the way it's kind of going to shape out to be that they're going to they're going to play on Thursday. What time? I think it starts at, like, first game's at noon, and, of course, you know how a tournament goes. They play 45, 30 to 45 minutes after um, the first game. But, again, we will be there uh, giving you all the live coverage, post-game comments, pre-game practice. So, they got Tennessee at Georgia at Mississippi State, and then they end the regular season 
uh, Sunday, February 26th against Texas A&M. And then, of course, the SEC tournament will be held in Greenville, South Carolina on the 1st of March, which, again, like I said, more than likely they'll play on the 2nd. Um, moving on to the softball team. We, we've said and we've said and we said that this team, these freshmen are good. This team's good. We knew that moving Hannah Gamble to the, to the catcher position was going to be a little bit of an adjustment. We knew that with all the freshmen coming in, you, how are you going to place KB? How are you going to place Mary? How are you going to place Danielle? You can't. You cannot replace those type of people. You've got to hopefully bring in some others that can be themselves and, again, bring it. What do they do? Natalia Rio, freshman, freshman of the week. 5-0 and in the weekend. And I'll say this, they, they ran through the first four games of that uh, Rebel kickoff. They started off with an 8-0 win over Weber State, Weber State, then beat UNLV 11-0, another 11-0 win over Weber State, beat Southern Utah 10-2. The game against Baylor, they were up 8-1. You think, all right, here we go. We got this in the bag. Baylor comes back and gets it 8-7. Then Arkansas gathers themselves, dusts it off, and then ends up winning 11-7 um, over Baylor. You know, they've played Baylor the past three or four years. They've played them a couple of times. I think Baylor's come to Arkansas and played in one of their invitations, whether it be the Woo Pig Classic or the Razorback Invitational. So these two teams are very familiar with each other. So you, you see Baylor, they're not ranked, but you're like, well, they gave up. Man, that's just how softball is. You know, you go but look at the Kentucky series last year. You look at some of the series that Arkansas had last year, and, and some of these games, you know, they were just – they were up, and then they ended up coming back and dropping. We've seen what happened against Texas. You know, you win the first game, and then you lose, lose two in a row. Um, this team's on a mission. There is a lot of talent. There's a lot of speed. And when you have somebody – like Atalia Rio going 7 for 11, 6 for 36 batting average, 5 RBIs. But then you have Spencer Priggy. Moved her from second short over to third, I think, which is going to be a huge help for her staying healthy. We've talked about that a couple of times with, with her being healthy and reliable. You go 6 for 12, 16 total bases, 12 RBIs, and 3 home runs this weekend. I mean, it's it's incredible to see she, she her swing looks like Danielle Gibson's swing. I mean, it's just you know she's six foot and just has that sweet lefty swing. And then you, Rylan Hedgecock went four hundred. She went four for ten, six RBIs. Reagan Kramer two RBIs, four for eleven. Um, Kylie Halverson, that's the one that I've really been on from the get go of. Seeing her play and putting her at first base, five for 15, eight RBIs. And you just look, they had 48 RBIs to eight. They only gave up eight RBIs, earned runs, or runs batted in, to their opponents. They had 11 home runs. Their opponents only had one. Uh, Ten doubles and 42 hits. So they out-hit their opponents this weekend, 42 to 15. I mean, that, that's incredible 
when you talk about so much, so many questions when you're talking about this team to what they did. Now, again, this next weekend, we, we could throw this whole weekend away. It was congratulations. They had a great start to the season. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, you, you go to the Clearwater Invitational, and there's it's a 16-team invite to this thing, and it is being tabbed as the elite Invitational of the year. Um, they start off right off the bat, number four, Florida State. Then they turn around and play 19th ring Duke, Christina Foreman's old team. Then they got to play Indiana, number 24 ranked Louisiana, and then they end it with Nebraska, which Nebraska is one of these up-and-coming teams. None of these teams are a slouch. So you've got the number four team, 19-24. You end it with Nebraska. Well, we finally get to come home and play on the 23rd. Let's just play a doubleheader against 15th ranked Arizona. <laughs> so... And you actually play them three times, and you play Drake three times. So, again, like I said, by the 26th of February, we're going to know what this team is about, what they're made of. Now, look, don't hold their record to what it could end up, but we're going to know a lot about this team, a lot about this pitching rotation. And we've talked to – I mean, that's something we hadn't even really brought up. You know, we talk about the firepower of this offense – I mean, all the way from Hannah Gamble, Christina Foreman, Reagan Johnson, Casey Hoffman, another one from last year that, I mean, can hit it out at any time. But the defense is going to be the difference. This defense and this pitching. The one person that I, when it comes to the pitching side, was Callie Turner. That was my biggest question mark of this year. How would Callie Turner respond this year coming in? And some people, you know, you're talking about transfers. It takes some people longer to really get in get in the rhythm, get in the groove. And she just didn't seem to find that groove, that confidence. And I'll tell you what, I, I don't know if you've seen the video, but I've seen the video today of what Coach Yo said after the games. Of And, and Coach Diefold preached it. They've got their back. This is a different, like, mindset of this team. Like, they really have each other's back this year. And if you go out there – you want to go out there and take risks. You want to go out there and take chances because you've got a defense behind you. You've got speed behind you now where you can leave one up in the zone and maybe if it's a gapper, it's caught now. So Callie Turner had a really, really good weekend. 2-0 this weekend. She had um, she gave up no earned runs, nine strikeouts, 11 innings pitch, and had a, zero, a .081 um Average per batter, um, zero ERA. Shanice Dels, 2-0, .84 ERA. The only one that really got touched up. But, you know, it's it's just the fact that of all the runs that were scored, they didn't give up that many runs, and that's good. I mean, because you can see if you're not giving up, there was errors and there was things. Those are coachable. Those are coachable things if you're giving up a lot of your runs on errors. So, Hannah Camazin, the freshman, Robin Heron, freshman, Nikki McGaffin. You got three freshmen. And Coach Dyfel said you're going to see five pitchers this weekend. You've seen all five of them. Hannah, Nikki, and Robin, they're the truth. Robin has been working really, really hard. Hannah's really been working on her stride. Nikki can throw – they can all throw gas. 
Um, in the years that I've covered this team, I mean, this is one of the most exciting ones. I can't wait to watch them play on the 23rd. I mean, I just cannot wait for that doubleheader against Arizona. Uh, it's going to be uh, very good. I, I mean, I can't wait for this weekend to see how they start off and play against Florida State. Um, this is really going to test this team. It's going to test this team to where they're at. And hopefully they go down there and have the same success. But I, I mean, going back to that Baylor game, you know, you, you give up an 8-1 lead. They bring it back to 8-7. I think they really needed that game. You you can't it, – it's hard. Yes, you want to win and want to win every game. But if you go in there and you start blowing five, six, seven teams out in a row – and then you go get battle tested. It's very, very hard. I think it's harder to play up to competition than it is to play down. I, I, I mean, I just think you could play up, but how many times you're going to have to play up this next weekend is going to be hard. It's easy to do it for one game. We've we've all seen teams do it for one game, but when you got to do it for a whole weekend in five games, it, it's going to be fun to see. This team is going in the height. The fans, holy moly, the fans. Uh, that's one thing I wanted to bring up when we were talking to Danielle is just the amount of fans, the support that follow all these programs. Coach Neighbor said after the after the game yesterday, you know, you're going on four game losing streak, you win one, you're going on, you know, have a heartbreaking loss. You're sitting at six and six with so much promise. A game that was against a a lower ranked SEC team on a Sunday at two o'clock, forty five hundred showed up and. What I tweeted out and what I put out there is if you don't think that these kids don't see those fans and be like, all right, they still believe in us, they're still here. It's hard to put that in context in a tweet. But for them to come out and say, we seen the, t- we seen the line and that motivated us. And there's some out there who are saying, you know, well, I'm just a person with 3,000 followers and I'm saying negative things about this team and that motivated. Hey, you know what? When you're on this kind of role, you take any kind of motivation you want. And if you want to take credit for that, you know, it's easy to criticize. But where were those naysayers when they won yesterday in a big win? Yeah, it it was against Missouri. But any kind of win was a win. There there, there wasn't that much. Where's the repercussion? Where's the good side of it? You've got your solid core. I'm not talking to the solid core fans that have always been by their side. But if you're going to criticize, which I will say this, and I have talked to many people who, you know, they get real sensitive when you criticize the the women's programs. And and how can you, you know, if you were just, let's just throw out that Vandy, Vandy game. I'll be quite blunt and honest about it. I think the criticism, everything was warranted to play a game the way they played, to barely escape out the win at home, and then you go out and and play the game and get beat the way they did. And knowing that things are going on, knowing how important this season is, the promise, they have every right to to be upset and disappointed in the team. It's when you're calling for someone's job who has meant so much to this state, brought, I mean, where where was this team at? Before Coach Neighbors. Where was the softball program before Courtney Dyfel? Where was the soccer program before Coach Hill? Where was the gymnastics program before Jordan Weber? Look at the golf program, Shauna Taylor. Look at the swim dive team and Coach Harper. The tennis program, 
Coach Sanchez, all these coaches are buying into this school and buying into these teams. So, yeah, criticize. If they're doing bad, because you know what? We could say what we want, but if the football team would have lost to Vanderbilt, and this is the main point about it, if the football team would have lost to Vanderbilt, the sky's falling in. Totally warranted. So you got to do the same because now there's expectations. You've built your foundation. Every one of these women's programs have built the foundation. Now the expectations come with the foundation. You're not a middle-of-the-pack program anymore. You're winning SEC championships, and of all the schools in the SEC, you're at the top of SEC championships among all the sports. So there is the expectations, but you want that. You don't want to settle for mediocrity. But if you wanted to be treated equally when it comes to the success, and it's not just let's talk about the good things, we're not going to talk about bad things, but you have to. So you know what? Every time Arkansas loses a game and there's flooded with comments of how bad they played and this and that, I let those ride because the fans are entitled and being frustrated. But, you know, for me personally, I'm glad they're frustrated because that means they care. Four years ago, they didn't care in a win. They'd been like, who cares? It's women's sports. Let's talk about the men. Now the fans are passionate about the women's programs. When they lose, they're like, man, this sucks. But don't call for a man's job. When he, and, and this is the first year Coach Neighbors has faced any kind of adversity like this when it comes to the expectations of a season and really not meeting those expectations. The team not really living up to, to the preseason hype. You know, this team was picked fourth, like I said. Fourth place is eight and three right now. You're sitting at six and six. So you're two games off of where you should be or where you are expected to be at this point. That's okay. Again, I welcome it because I want people to care. Because if you want to be honest again and blunt about it, if the people start showing their frustration and you start pissing on them, and you start saying that, well, you can't have the right to be upset. Only talk about them when they're good. They're just going to stop being fans. They're just going to be like, well, I'll just go watch the men's sports. I'll go watch the football team. It, it, it's not what you want to hear sometimes, and it's hard covering these teams and being involved in these teams for the past four years. Like, I have to hear that. Yes, there's times where I want to defend. I, like when they want to call for Coach Neighbors' his, his job, that's when I defend. I used to be one of them chest thumpers, them women's sports thumpers. When I first got into this, you want to try to protect everything at once, and then sometimes you got to realize that they're fans. <clears throat> You're entitled to your opinion, whether it's right, wrong. But in this case, when they were going through that skid, it was tough to watch. It was tough to see a team with so much progress promise not have the progress that you thought. But now, hopefully – with this game, the team looked like they were having fun again. They looked like they were a totally different team. Let's see Tuesday night or Thursday night against Tennessee is going to be a, a, a big testament on where they're at. So, six and six, I mean, you win the next four or five games, I mean, that puts you at, say, 11 and six, 10 and seven. So, I mean, that's still, that puts you three games over 500 in league play. And the good thing about the schedule is that is a very attainable goal. I mean, let's just say the Tennessee game is a toss-up, but then you have your Georgia game, you know, Texas A&M, 
and I think Mississippi State. So it um, <clears throat> getting to that ten and seven is very ten and seven. That would be four wins over the next five games. I mean that's doable. So Tennessee, Georgia, Mississippi. So you got four games left. So even if you go um, three and one. I mean that puts you at nine and seven. Hey, you know what? That that's it's better than last year. So you know, in a way, yes, we've seen these drops, and they could they should be a, a lot more in the win column. But when you look at last year's team, I believe they went seven and nine last year to nine and seven. That's a flip. Or hey, let's win all of them. Let's let's go ten and six. Let's win all of them. Let's run the gauntlet and win our final four season or final four games. And, and head to Greenville on a little bit of a win streak. Like I said, they're 18 and 14 last year, 7 and 9 in conference. So, you know, we'll see what we got headed, but we'll move on to the gymnastics team. And they had a, it's what they call a, a Metroplex, where they have a Metroplex Challenge in Fort Worth, where they had four or five other teams you kind of, you went up against, um, and I tell you what, I'm going to bring up Lauren Williams, hometown Hogs Plus. Look, I tell you what, Hogs Plus has done an exceptional job in covering the women's sports. Again, I, when I first started, it was Paul Boyd, me, and Pig Trail Nation that really consistently like pushed it out there a lot. Now you've got Hogs Plus following the gymnastics team, Hogs Plus following the soccer team, swim team. All these teams are getting the love that they deserve. And it's really awesome when you've got a hometown kid for the first time since 2012, just having the success, not just being, I mean, she's killing it. Lauren is absolutely killing it on her scores, on the beam. And Hogs Plus is doing a feature on her, Tara Talmadge, good friend of the show, has come back again. She said, you know, you can't keep her up for long. So hopefully we'll get her on the show here in the next couple of weeks when she gets settled in with her new role at Hogs Plus. But again, if you want to watch all the content, go to, you know, Hogs Plus and just see everything that they get to do behind the scenes with all the sports, things that I dream that we could accomplish here at the Hog Talk. So um, they had a, the home meet where they upset LSU, which was just, I mean, incredible, incredible feat for them to have that. You go up against Florida, and you drop that meet against Florida. But, I mean, you're playing top ten teams, top five teams, you know, and, and it's a sport where it's individual, but yet it's a team sport. It, it, you're trying to get your team better. You ended up, you were playing against Alabama, Oklahoma, Stanford, and you got the team that you outlasted was Stanford. You ended up scoring a 197-125. So, again, you're showing improvement every time out. They, play, they go to Lexington, Kentucky this Friday, and they're back at Barnhill on February 24th. And then on March the 10th, on Friday is their their second and final meet at Bud Walton Arena. So I'm going to try to to be at that one after we get back from uh, the SEC Women's Tournament. Um, 
it's going to be my first one, so it's going to be a lot of fun to um, be a part of that. And, and again, I can't thank Pig Trail Nation enough for being, being able to uh, bring them their content as well, and as well as our sponsors. As we wrap this up, Fordham Lee Distillery, uh, Middleton, Maryland, uh, just I, I can't thank them enough for what they've been able to do for this podcast, for this show, really getting this thing rolling. Um, Hot Works and Springdale stepping up and saying they wanted to be a part of what we're doing and getting their name out there. We, you know, there's going to be more to come. We're reaching out to three to four other businesses that want to get involved and they want to see how things are rolling. So hopefully we can get some more businesses and businesses that support each other. That, that's the biggest thing. Um, really going to be getting involved with uh, Danielle in the Suits and Sneakers Gala. All the stuff she's going on with the breast cancer awareness, the Make-A-Wish, anything we can really do to uh, bring more awareness to Northwest Arkansas. And, and with the sports and everything they got going on there, it, it's been an exciting year. I know everybody's excited about softball, and they got to wait another weekend. Um between uh, the Clearwater and then they come back to uh, Bogle on, on the 23rd. So it, it's been a fun show. Again, thank you to Danielle Musselman for coming on and talking with us. Thank you to the fans again for watching, tuning in. Uh, this will be one of the ones I'll upload as a podcast. So you'll be able to catch this tomorrow morning. It will drop probably about – I put them out at midnight. So anytime in the morning – it will be up. So thank you again for tuning in to this week's uh, weekly women's sports report. Once things really get cooking with the, you know, more of the softball, the gymnastics, the women's basketball leading up to the SEC women's tournament, soccer is going to be getting underway with some of their spring stuff, golf, tennis is in action. Um, another one that really um, need to bring um, attention to with them, uh, another one of those teams that are ranked that are doing really good. Um, the women's tennis team, they uh, had it against Memphis this past weekend, uh, one, two. They were supposed to have one on Sunday, but ended up not playing that one. But they beat Memphis 5-2 to two on February the 10th. And they're actually, when we had Coach Sanchez on, you know, Kelly Keller, Indiana Spink, Morgan Cross. I mean, they're just loaded with talent. Carolina Gomez, she's ranked 45. 45 in the world. I think she said 45th in the world. And then Kelly Keller's 99th. So, you know, then you got the Devils competition, Morgan Cross, Indiana Spink. They're one of the best. I mean, they make a really good doubles team with Morgan and Indiana and then Carolina Gomez and Kelly Keller. So you've got two stacked really stacked teams when it comes to your tennis program. And then 57th ranked Link Astara and, and Grace O'Donnell. Um, they went into um, the doubles and swept the doubles and then, of course, won the um, singles competition of four to three. So, but... Again, that will do it for this weekly's uh, Women's Sports Report presented to you by Fortimerly Distillery, betonline.ag, and powered by Hotworks in Springdale. Again, please, there's going to be a relaunch of the Fortimerly product that when we get closer to that, it's going to be 
it, it's going to be good things for Northwest Arkansas when it comes to Fordham Lee, their bourbons, their cream liquor. We're going to be trying to get them in all the stores across Arkansas. They're in um, – right now they're in walk-ons in Fayetteville. Um, I, I want to say they're at Beef O'Brady's and – in Rogers, so we're trying to get them out there into more locations. So if you want a good bourbon to sip on, I'm telling you, it's up there with Buffalo Trace. It's up there with Knob Creek. Not saying that just because you know they're the sponsor of this show, but I'm I'm not I'm more of a mixer than a, a sipper. And this is one of those that uh, when I went to Little Rock this weekend, I I took a bottle with me and and it was uh, it was very very good. So there's going to be a relaunch of the Fordham Lee product. We'll keep you in tune with that. Again, don't forget to stop into Hotworks in Springdale, Har- you know, Harbor Meadows. Tell them that we sent you. We're going to be giving away the uh, free month subscription or the free month membership along with the backpack. It's going to come with a towel, a hot, you know, a towel and a mat. Everything you need to do to go in there and do your workouts. So go in there. When we come back from the SEC Women's Tournament, we will announce the winner. So be Go in there, take a friend in there, sign up for a free uh, free session, get your name, and we'll get you in the contest. But that will do it, and we will catch you on Sunday when we break down another week of Razorback Sports. For myself, Porter Hayes, we want to give another shout-out to Daniel Musselman, and that will do it. We'll catch you Sunday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.